0: Section 90 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Monaghan's Frenzy, Chapter 20. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Michelle from Michigan, 2020. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens the doorkeeper brought word to the king of leinster that the son of the king of connaught a the beautiful and his wife Ivel of the shining cheeks were at the door that they had been banished from connaught by a's father and they were seeking the protection of the king of leinster brandouve came to the door himself to welcome them and the minute he looked on Ivel of the shining cheeks it was plain that he liked looking at her it was now drawing towards evening and a feast was prepared for the guests with the banquet to follow it at the feast Duvlaka sat beside the king of Leinster, but Monaghan sat opposite him with Eivill. And Monaghan put more and more magic into the hag, so that her cheeks shone and her eyes gleamed, and she was utterly bewitching to the eye. And when Branduve looked at hers she seemed to grow more and more lovely and more and more desirable, and at last there was not a bone in his body as big as an inch that was not filled with love and longing for the girl." every few minutes he gave a great sigh as if he had eaten too much and when Duvlaka asked him if he had eaten too much he said he had but that he had not drunk enough and by that he meant he had not drunk enough from the eyes of the girl before him at the banquet which was then held he looked at her again and every time he took a drink he toasted ival across the brim of his goblet and in a little while she began to toast him back across the rim of her cup "'for he was drinking ale, but she was drinking mead. "'Then he sent a messenger to her to say "'that it was a far better thing to be the wife of the king of Leinster "'than to be the wife of the son of the king of Canot, "'for a king is better than a prince. "'And Ivel thought that this was as wise a thing as anybody had ever said. "'And then he sent a message to say that he loved her so much "'that he would certainly burst of love if it did not stop.' monaghan heard the whispering and he told the hag that if she did what he advised she would certainly get either himself or the king of leinster for a husband either of you will be welcome said the hag when the king says he loves you ask him to prove it by gifts ask him for his drinking horn first she asked for that and he sent it to her filled with good liquor then she asked for his girdle and he sent her that His people argued with him and said it was not right that he should give away the treasures of Leinster to the wife of the king of Connaught's son. But he said that it did not matter, for when he got the girl he would get his treasures with her. But every time he sent anything to the hag, Macanduve snatched it out of her lap and put it in his pocket. "'Now,' said Monaghan to the hag, "'tell the servant to say that you would not leave your own husband for all the wealth of the world.' She told the servant that, and the servant told it to the king. When Branduve heard it he nearly went mad with love and longing and jealousy, and with rage also, because of the treasure he had given her and might not get back. He called Monaghan over to him, and spoke to him very threateningly and ragingly. "'I am not one who takes a thing without giving a thing,' said he. "'Nobody could say you were,' agreed Monaghan." Do you see this woman sitting beside me? He continued, pointing to Duvlaka. I do indeed," said Monaghan. "Well said, Branduve, This woman is Duvlaka of the White Hand that I took away from Monaghan. She is just going to marry me. But if you will make an exchange, you can marry this Duvlaka here, and I will marry that Ivel of the Shining Cheeks yonder." Monaghan pretended to be very angry then. If I had come here with horses and treasures, you would be in your right to take these from me, but you have no right to ask for what you are now asking. I do ask for it, said Branduve menacingly, and you must not refuse a lord. Very well, said Monaghan reluctantly, and as if in great fear. If you will make the exchange, I will make it, although it breaks my heart. He brought Ivell over to the king then, and gave her three kisses the king would suspect something if i did not kiss you said he and then he gave the hag over to the king after that they all got drunk and merry and soon there was a great snoring and snorting and very soon all the servants fell asleep also so that monaghan could not get anything to drink mac and douve said it was a great shame and he kicked some of the servants but they did not budge and then he slipped out to the stables and saddled two mares he got on one with his wife behind him and monaghan got on the other with duvlaka behind him and they rode away towards ulster like the wind singing this song the king of leinster was married to-day married to-day married to-day the king of leinster was married to-day and every one wishes him joy in the morning the servants came to waken the king of leinster and when they saw the face of the hag lying on the pillow beside the king and her nose all covered with whiskers and her big foot and little foot sticking away out at the end of the bed they began to laugh and poke one another in the stomachs and thump one another on the shoulders so that the noise awakened the king and he asked what was the matter with them at all it was then he saw the hag lying beside him and he gave a great screech and jumped out of bed aren't you the hag of the mill said he i am indeed she replied and i love you dearly i wish i didn't see you said branduve that was the end of the story and when he had told it monaghan began to laugh uproariously and called for more wine he drank this deeply as though he was full of thirst and despair and wild jollity but when the flame lady began to weep he took her in his arms and caressed her and said that she was the love of his heart and the one treasure of the world after that they feasted in great contentment and at the end of the feasting they went away from fairy and returned to the world of men. They came to Monaghan's palace at Moilini, and it was not until they reached the palace that they found they had been away one whole year, for they had thought they were only away one night. They lived then peacefully and lovingly together, and that ends the story. But Brotiarna did not know that Monaghan was Fionn. The abbot leaned forward. Was Monaghan Fionn? he asked in a whisper he was replied cariate indeed indeed said the abbot after a while he continued there is only one part of your story that i do not like what part is that asked cariate it is the part where the holy man to braid is ill-treated by that rap by that by monaghan cariate agreed that it was ill done but to himself he said gleefully that whenever he was asked to tell the story of how he told the story of monaghan he would remember what the abbot said end of monaghan's frenzy end of irish fairy tales by james Stevens